Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin on the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Good morning, Zijan. Hey, Colin. It's spring and I've got hay fever. Oh, no. Yes. It, do you normally have hay fever? Uh, no, but I think it's a sign that I'm properly British now. Okay. Well, welcome to Britain. Um, yeah. Does that mean... I, I don't have hay fever. Does that mean I'm not British? No, no. I think when, when I first came to the UK, I saw all these white middle-class people having hay fever. I was like, huh, a little bit of pollen and you're sneezing. Right. <laughs> and now I'm white and middle-class now, Colin. You thought your, your Asian genes would protect you, did you? Yeah. Oh, well. for that now. The, the, only time I've, the only time I've ever suffered from hay fever was when I was uh, in America. So I don't know whether they use <laughs> different pollen over there or something. It must be. <laughs> it must be. Well, it's so annoying, though. It's so annoying. Uh, I hate it. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but you're escaping the country soon anyway, aren't you? Yes, uh, I'm going to New York for another bottle of hay fever, apparently. I'm going to say that. That's, that's for <laughs> hay, hay, hay fever central, in my view. Um, Jeez. Let's 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 talk about some movies. Um, in particular, today we're we're talking about films that are based on plays. We'll see how well yeah. that goes. Yeah, it's going to go so smoothly, Colin. I'm going to say that right now. Okay. No spoilers, but yeah, it's not going to be great. Yeah, at least one of us has seen quite a lot of films based on plays. At least one of us <laughs> hasn't. It turns out. We'll see how that goes. Um, we're talking the films of Morgan Freeman. We've got a quiz on the films of M. Night Shyamalan. At some yeah. point, I might even be confident of the right way to pronounce Shyamalan. Um, and we're going to... Much, much more. Much, much more, including, possibly, the debut of a brand new game, which oh, might, yes. oh. might go really well. Or who... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm betting against that. If, if our track record on, on film-based games is anything to go by, it's going to be an absolute train wreck. But let's see what yeah. happens. <laughs> and let's hope there isn't a big train wreck in the news between now and when this goes live. Um, let's talk news. Tijan, hit me with some movie news. Yes, the first one is Joss Whedon is joining the DC Extended Universe. This is the big news of the of the fortnight, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it is. So Joss Whedon of Buffy and Firefly fame and the Avengers... Of course. Of the Marvel Extended Universe fame, uh, is signed on to write and direct Batgirl. Mm. This is this is great news for DC, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think Joss Whedon has a very good history with strong female characters. He does. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's a, a staunch feminist as well. So I think it will work well for Batgirl. But my, I think that DC is veering very heavily into the Batman universe rather than the whole DC universe. I mean, you have so many Batman films. You have yeah. Suicide Squad, which has the Joker and Harley Quinn in it, which are Batman villains. Yeah. And now you have Batgirl. And then you have this whole range of other DC superheroes that they're not even touching at all. Who I guess knows whether they're doing another third Superman? Are they? Are they even doing one? Um, they're definitely doing a, a Man of Steel 2. Uh, I don't know if they've got another third online. Yet, but I, I guess to, to Joe Public... Batman and Superman are probably the only DC heroes they know. Um, you kind of you've vaguely heard of Green Lantern, maybe on the basis that there's a film that was absolute garbage. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that film, but that's that's, that's how the general perception. So I guess it's not as bad. Fair enough. But people will go and see a Batman film or a Superman film or a Batman v Superman film, even if it's really bad. Um, but they won't go out and see a a Green Lantern core or an Aquaman necessarily. Uh. I think. Do you know much about Batgirl? Um, bits and pieces. So she is the the daughter of the police guy whose name escapes me. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> something Gordon. 
Yes, Harvey Gordon. Something Gordon, not Harvey Gordon. That's Harvey Dent. Brian, Brian Gordon. Jim Gordon. <laughs> Jim, Jim Gordon, Gordon, yeah. We've nailed it. Um, she's called Barbara Gordon. Uh, yes. She was shot in the spine in, in the famous The Killing Joke. Uh, yes, she was. Graphic novel, which I've read. And I've seen the, the animated film of it. Uh, uh, that's all I know about Batgirl. Yep, and then uh, when she was shot in the spine, she... Uh, was stuck in a wheelchair and she became the Oracle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who was uh, basically one of the, the the people who do all the background checks and uh, for all the superheroes. She'll okay. be on the phone. She'll be on the headset kind of them, telling them where to go, what to do, who this person is, etc., etc. Doing all the research, basically. But yeah, then okay. they uh, revamped the whole DC universe in the comics, um, I think five years ago for the New yeah. 52. And now um, Batgirl, she's back in. So she didn't get shot in the spine. No, I think she got shot in the spine, but she recovered from it. It's one of those magic comic book things. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what so they like to do. I've, I've heard the suggestion that, and I, this is probably all, well, it must be all complete rumour because they won't have got anywhere with this yet, that this is going to be uh, kind of set in that New 52 post-wheelchair, but kind of recovery. So there might be references back. Of her being shot by the Joker. Yeah. Well, who knows. But, um, no, they'll be good though. I mean, I guess they'll be tackling some um, PTSD as well. Yeah. Which will bring a new dynamic, I guess. But I, think, but I think this is a great move for, cause for, for DC. I think we talked last time, didn't we, about um, Matthew Vaughan was, was being talked about for Man of Steel 2. Yes. And I was wondering, why would he want to do it? Because they've, they've got this blueprint and, and they've, the world's really what you want to do. Yeah. But Joss Whedon isn't going to come in and just let them give him Zack Snyder's blueprint, are they? Is he? So that's... <laughs> I think that letting someone come in with that power, yeah, writing, directing, producing. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a great move. That is great. Especially for Joss Whedon. I think in the last Avengers film, I think Age of Ultron, he felt kind of stuck because he had to follow on from the previous film and lead on to all the many films that come out from it. So yeah, no matter yeah. how many ideas he had, he was kind of sh- shoeboxed in. Yeah, that, that could be a word. Um, is yeah, that no, a word? I, I, why not? Is it shoehorn? I mean, something bo- box boxed in is a is a phrase, and shoehorned is a phrase. Yeah, shoe-boxed look, in, I've I've never come across. But hey, <laughs> I'm not saying it isn't. Um, I'm probably it, British it, now, Colin. Yeah, sorry about saying hey back there. That must have been quite alarming for you. Um, <laughs> the, the, the sad side of this is that it means we're probably not going to get the the Joss Whedon um, Black Widow film that uh, that was rumored at one point. Oh, that's gonna be a shame. Which uh, I would have liked to see. Uh, how how old do you think Batgirl is going to be in this? Uh, in her mid twenties, because I would think I, I was reading I was reading some casting suggestions from um, somewhere. Yeah, it might be a different. Maybe I heard one of a different podcast, and they were talking like kind of Jessica Chastain, who, who's quite a bit older than that. I mean, not that much older, but she's mid thirties at least. I thought. Okay, like um, they do they have a Jim Gordon already in the universe? They they do. Well, he's he's been in the trailer for um for Justice League because it's um it's J K Simmons. Okay, then I would picture someone mid twenties, wouldn't you? Uh I don't know. J.K. Simmons is getting on a bit now. He's like mid fifties. Uh, yeah, so you, I mean, so you could, yeah, someone maybe late twenties, early thirties would would still just about work. Because I, 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 I have a, I have a big Twitter following season, and by big, I, I mean it's it's one hundred nineteen. <laughs> Could could be worse. And anyway, I tweeted that um, suggestion that dual state would be a good choice, which the internet at large uh, entirely ignored. However, <laughs> someone else also suggested it, and dual state responded to them saying that um, basically she was too old. I think she said I could play Batgirl's mama at this point. <laughs> which um, I think is a. I don't think she's done her research on Batgirl there uh, necessarily. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think just how long is Jessica Chastain anyway? Uh, I don't know. I would. 
hazard that she is uh, either late 30s or early 40s. Apologies to Jessica Chastain, she's younger than that. Uh, Batgirl has, I think, brown hair? Well, I think she's red-haired, isn't she? Oh, I always get confused because there's a Batwoman as well, and I know she's red-haired. Oh, that- yeah, there's a Batwoman. Oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, the Bat family is just growing and growing. There's going to be a Bat baby soon. Who's Batwoman? What uh, relation is she to anyone? Uh, she just comes by. Um, I think she's one of the first few um, gay characters as well. Okay. In the DC universe. So, yeah. Uh, Jessica Chastain is exactly 40. Um, oh. There you go. So, uh, so it looks like... The, well, I mean, that's complete rumour and that's not official at all, but people are talking about a slightly older character. I think that's probably a little t- too old if Jim Gordon is being played by J.K. Simmons. But Well, because yeah. Batman's going to take Batgirl under his wing as well. So If you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, <laughs> technically. So she, if, if Banner Flack is going to be Batman, hmm. I mean, I would imagine Batgirl to be at least significantly younger than he is. Well, because in, in the animated f- film of The Killing Joke, yeah. they, they tacked, on, tacked on this thing about them having an affair. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. And I imagine they're not going to do that. I hope not. That wasn't, wasn't well received. Anyway, I'm back in dual state. Not going to happen, but uh, that, that's my <laughs> my call. Well, I spent a long time on Batgirl. I, I imagine we'll spend less time on the sad news that Sylvester Sloan is probably leaving the Expendables franchise. Uh, yeah, I know. And I know Schwarzenegger is going to follow suit as well if he leaves. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. apparently. Who's left? Jason Statham, still there. I like still Jason Statham. Strong. Who doesn't yeah. love Jason Statham? Have you seen Spy? No. Oh, that's a great film. You should watch it. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, I am in almost entirely uncaring uh, about anything Jason Statham does. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jason. Uh, I've seen all three of the Expendables films. They're oh, all have you? Bad. I've not seen any of them. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're, you stay in that position. <laughs> they're, they're pointless. But they um, must be good enough that they're showing, doing a fourth one. Uh, well, they might not be if after Sly's dropped out. Uh, I think they make a reasonable amount of money, but no one seems to really like them. Um, Chuck Norris was pretty good in the second one. It, it, these are the films where all the old action stars just band together and perform and, and do an action film again. Yeah, basically, says, basically, name an old action star, and unless it's Steven Seagal, he's probably in one of these films. Um, uh, <laughs> What's Steven Seagal doing nowadays, Colin? Uh, I don't know, but I, I was in, a, in the, the Bristol Actual Society quiz. Um there was a which I did a couple of weeks ago, which you weren't there for, Zijan. Um There was a Steven Seagal round, and one of the questions was how many Expendables films was he in? And the answer is none. Um, anyway, so it's got all the old guys, but it's also got a whole bunch of new guys that, like, um, one of the Hemsworths is was in one of them. Uh, the the less Satan's popular one. Hemsworth. Um, I think I got to think there are three Hemsworths. I could be wrong. Yeah, there are three Hemsworths. Yeah. So I say the middle most popular Hemsworth. Oh, okay, that Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. Um, who knows Liam maybe is there a Liam yeah there? that's the middle one let's go for him it was him um, they got various wrestlers as well Terry wrestlers Cruz was, was Terry Crews who's, who's now better known I guess for Brooklyn Nine-Nine and is very good in that but he, he he's rolled up in uh, that and um, I want to say Randy Couture maybe who is that is he a wrestler I think he's a wrestler uh-huh. I could be wrong I'm really not in my uh, not in my wheelhouse here anyway I've seen them all they're not very good they're not making any more possibly we should do an Expendables episode one day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we so should, Colin. You gave such a glowing review. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is in the last one. Oh, action star! He was Zorro. He was, yeah, <laughs> and Puss in Boots. So the big, the big two. What else you got? Um, so I've not, I do not know whether you know of the comic books called Invisible, Invincible, actually. 
Like if it's uh, I have vaguely heard of it, but no more than that. Yeah, they are planning of uh, making an Invincible film for Universal, and Seth Rogen and even Evan Goldberg will write and direct and produce it. Okay. So Invincible is about um, this kid called Mark Grayson, who's the son of a superhero. He's not related to Dick Grayson, is he? Uh, no, no, it's not in any of the DC or the Marvel universes. It's his okay. own universe, yeah. And he inherited, um, he has super strength and fly and super fast healing, so he's a lot like Superman, really. Is he, but is he invincible? He's, he's not really invincible. There was a part where no. his, his guts right. just fell out from his right. body, but he heals really quickly, so that's okay. Okay. So it's not right. that invincible. But I think the main, 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 um, difference in this story between this and Superman is that, um, his dad, who's like the most popular superhero right now in that world, okay. actually came there to conquer it. Right. Yeah, so his his main goal there is to, you know, defeat all the other superheroes that are there eventually and conquer the world. And he is, this, is he is he doing this by stealth or does everyone know this? Uh by stealth at the moment. Okay. And then when you know, when this guy, uh, Mark Grayson, discovers it, then there's this whole plot about him trying to figure out what he wants to do about it. Okay. Mm. Well, that sounds interesting. Is that that's gonna be a film, is it rather than a TV show? There's gonna be a film, yeah. There's gonna be a film. And th- those those guys have done they're the guys behind Preacher, aren't they? Yes, they are. Which is another long-running comic book series as well. So, and that one's that was a TV series. That was a TV series. So, okay. Mm. Did you know there used to be a, a footballer for Swindon Town called Danny Invincible? Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Did you not? Weird. Um, I'm I'm trying to expand this podcast into Swindon Town <laughs> facts, um, even mm. though I've. Don't really know any apart from that one. I've been play, I've been to see Swindon Town play once. Um, it's quite close to a roundabout. I still don't know how, how how this is linked to anything we're talking about, Colin. Danny Invincible. That's how it's linked. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think this happened before we recorded last time, but the, the first pictures of uh, Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft have uh, have appeared. Oh yes, she looks good, doesn't she? She looks more like Lara Croft than uh, Angelina Jolie did, I think. Yeah, it looks like they're making a bit more effort to make it into a a film as opposed to, you know, what the Lara Croft films were. Um yeah, I think I I think this is great. I just said it at the time, Alicia Vikander is a great actress. Um so I think it's good good casting. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things where they, I'm sure back in the day you'd get a couple of trailers in the film and that was it, and now you have kind of the drip drip of here's a photo of her in some sand. And a bit later we'll get a photo of someone who's playing the butler and stuff like that. But, um yeah, so far so good. As as much as that photo of her in some sand tells us anything. She's not British, it, is she? Uh, I believe she's from Sweden. Oh, okay. No, Lara Croft is British. Yeah, so I don't know. She might... I'm to be honest, Alicia Vikander quite often does uh, English-ish accents and things. Um, so I'm sure that she'll be a, a reasonable approximation of, of British. Angelina Jolie's British accent was, wasn't terrible. No, no. Yeah, we, we can talk about British accents on, on American actors. In one podcast, okay? Yes, yes, do it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, our separate podcast on Swedish people doing British accents might be might be shorter. <laughs> might be at least very, very short. Up there. <laughs> yeah. uh, what you got? Uh, not much more um, because I'm going to talk about Transformers. So that I'm basically digging uh... the bottom of the barrel now. <laughs> Apparently, Michael Bay has confirmed that there are 14 ideas in place for future Transformers films. 14 ideas. Yes. How many, there have been five films so far, there. Uh, he's going to direct the fifth film. So, okay, which is coming so out far, this year. 
okay so they've had four films so far between them they've only had one idea so half 14, an idea maybe so 14 ideas that must be that must be another what 140 films coming out is it potentially yeah so long as the market is still big in China they wouldn't stop they'll still pr- oh, keep producing it are we blaming China are we we are blaming China flipping China <laughs> we're blaming China for everything <laughs> okay um, I saw the first Transformers film it was bad have you seen any others? Uh, I've seen the first one. I didn't mind it, but I heard the other, the later ones are much, much worse. So yeah, apparently they get they get worse. Yeah, yeah. but Mark Wahlberg is coming back, and do you know Gemma Chan? Nope. Um, she's a British actress who is in Human, in TV series. She's okay, um, no. but she's there, and Anthony Hopkins is there as well. Oh come on, Anthony! You're better than this. <laughs> oh dear. Um, fine. I will definitely not watch those films. Uh, <laughs> all 14 of them, Colin. All 140 of them, Colin. Yeah, I'm not watching any of them. It's weird that a franchise gets worse when Charlotte Booth leaves it. But that's, uh, that seems what happened. Speaking of Charlotte Booth, yeah. have you seen the film Man Down? No. And I, I, that's what I was expected. And you know why? Um, because it got cinematic release last week and one person saw it at the cinema. <laughs> it was only released in one cinema in Burnley, I think, and it made £7, Yeah, suggests that cinema tickets in Burnley are pretty well priced. Yes, I was going to say they definitely didn't watch that in London. Yeah. <laughs> Not for £7. Now, it's slightly overstating how bad it's been because I think it was released online at the same time. Um, there's a film called Colony starring Emma Watson and Daniel Brühl last year, which also did read like got less than 100 quid or something but uh, oh. it was released online and I saw it online I thought it was actually uh, I, th- I thought it was good actually I, I liked it um, I've not seen Man Down but I just thought that was amusing news maybe we should just watch it just to give him a little bit more money very trip to Burnley let's do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah well Shia LaBeouf he's okay I mean I, I've, I've seen a few of his recent films have you seen Fury you haven't seen Fu- Fury have you uh, uh, no that's we we had our we had a Charlotte Booth discussion previously, I think, where you where you tried to tell me he was good, and I yeah, he's, I, he's, I listed the two films I've seen him in, and they're both bad. He's, was, he's not that bad. His um his four year protest against Donald Trump yeah has been shut down four times or something. Is it? It's not going very well. And this is trying. We'll give we we'll a for effort. Okay, good work, Shy. Uh, he probably would come on the podcast, Charlotte Booth. Yeah, he would. Uh, I would love to have Charlotte Booth on this podcast. Charlotte Booth, if you're listening, uh, please um, come and join us as a guest on this show. You can discuss your filmography or your Donald Trump thing or, or Man Down. We can do an in-depth discussion of the film Man Down. Yes, we'll, we'll try to watch it beforehand as well. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, um, I've got a couple more bits. Well, uh, Christian Bale is yep. in talks to play Dick Cheney, apparently. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Christian Bale recently. Uh, I'm not trying to think what he... Uh, what I think American Hustle was the last one I saw him in. Wow, that was a... That was a while was back, a while wasn't back. it? Yeah, I can't, try to, I can't think of anything you've been doing. Um, but yeah, Adam McKay, who's the guy who did um, The Big Short, yes. is uh, apparently the guy behind this Dick Cheney film. Okay, what, what is it about Dick Cheney's life in office? Dick Cheney's life before office? Uh, I imagine I'll focus on office, but um, it's fairly new news I think so I, I don't think they've got released many details on it yet yeah okay um, but yeah Amy Adams is uh, apparently looking at potentially playing his wife oh, reuniting them again yeah after American Hustle just looking at well in fact the, the last thing I saw Christian Bale in was in fact uh, The Big Short um, same guy which was uh, last oh yeah year. yeah I forgot that he was in The Big Short as well yes that's right I saw him last in The Big Short 
Yeah, um, there was something called The Promise, which I've never heard of. So yeah, I, I to be honest, The Big Shot, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't rate it as one of the kind of the best films of the year, so I didn't think it should be should have had quite so much, so much Oscar buzz as it did. But um, yeah, it's fine. Adam McKay's movement into kind of from straight up comedy to kind of comedy drama type stuff is, seems to be working well. Yeah. So, uh, well, well I'll, yeah. I'll look forward to it. Fair play. Uh, the only other bit I had um, was about Spider Man Homecoming. Uh-huh. Trailer, which I know, we, I know we don't normally cover trailers in our news section. Yep. But I just thought I'd, I'd warn any of our listeners who haven't yet seen the trailer not to watch it because it gives away. Pretty it shows much a lot, plot. doesn't it? Yeah. It shows pretty much everything. I was really disappointed with that because they, they've done a reasonable job so far in not revealing too much, and then suddenly this one, There's... pretty much every every plot point bashed out. Why do we keep doing that though? That's the thing. It's very annoying. I don't know. I mean, because it, it seems to be a, a Sony problem more than, I guess, uh, DC as well. Because Marvel tend not to reveal that much of those. Yeah, well, you don't know what's going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yet. From the No, trailers. that's a good example. I think, I think James Gunn, the director, has, has been very, very firm on not revealing too much in that one. But yeah, they did, Sony did exactly the same thing with Amazing Spider-Man uh, 2 in particular, where the entire storyline was in the trailer. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just very frustrating, isn't it? Like, What's the point then? I mean, I, I, we already know that superhero films follow a certain plot. Yeah. But you don't need to show it all to us just because we know it. No, because there are some twists I won't reveal here, but, uh, because I'll kind of defeat the point of this, but, um, which I would have enjoyed finding out in the cinema. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. May, I mean, in fairness, maybe there are more that they haven't shown us. Maybe, maybe we'll get some extra stuff. See, Sean, are you ready to play a game? Yes. <laughs> No, yeah. I confidently expect this will go really badly. This uh, is going to go so well, Colin. I have oh full optimism and confidence. Okay. Let me explain to the listeners uh, this hairbrain scheme. New so game. this is called new game. This is this. Maybe we'll have a jingle if we ever come back to this. We'll see how it goes. Um, it's called the Tom Hanks game. Yes. Um, and the way it works is uh, one of us starts by saying an actor or an actress. Um, the next person then has to say a film that actor or actress is in and someone who is in that film with them. And then we keep going like that. Um, you win the game if you manage to bring it back to Tom Hanks. For example, uh, if somehow you, if I said Billy Crystal, uh, you said, uh, when Harry met Sally, Meg Ryan, I would say, haha, sleepless in Seattle. Seattle, Tom Hanks, and I would claim triumph. Um, I was thinking that you should also probably lose if you spend too long thinking, but based on how well we think on our feet <laughs> from previous games i the, don't want to be too strict on that because this game could be over very quickly my dear listeners count how many ums we come up with throughout this whole yeah. game oh i might be editing this severely down <laughs> to, make it, to, to make it sound like we knew what we were doing oh um, god this this is gonna be so bad like I'm, I'm trying to think of many tom hanks films as well and think of all the actors that star with them <laughs> see i've deliberately not tried to do too much research because i thought that would be Cheating. And I chose Tom Hanks as someone who's made quite a lot of films that hopefully we've both seen a few of. I've seen a few of them. Oh boy. But okay. He, he's, he's the lead of a lot of them and his co-stars don't really... Okay. Get, get your excuses in early. Yes, I yes, definitely. Uh, can. We, we can definitely... If we ever come back to this, we can change it to a different actor. Yes. Um, we, we're, we're not bound to Tom Hanks in any way. Let's do this. Uh, right. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, Keanu Reeves. Okay. Um... <laughs> This is a great start. Uh, the Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne. Sort <laughs> uh, Fish, John Travolta. Ooh, good one. Um, oh, I must be able to think of John Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman. Um, my super ex-girlfriend, Luke Wilson. Ooh, 
I'm not sure I can name any Luke Wilson films, um, which might make you an early winner. No, I Yay! can't think of any. <laughs> okay, let's end the game now. <laughs> Did that go better or worse than you're expecting? Uh, yeah. I thought it was better, but we need to okay. see how long the pauses were. I think we should try again. Okay, do you want to start? Because it would be nice if we got Tom Hanks in at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will start. I will start with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Titanic. Um, Kate Winslet. I'm really glad you said that because I immediately realised that Leonardo DiCaprio is in a Tom Hanks film. <laughs> so I could have. Uh, oh, was he? Could have, I could have lost the game immediately. What was it? Uh, it was. He was in Catch Me If You Can with, with Tom Hanks. Oh, I haven't seen that. Anyway, um, <laughs> we shouldn't be pausing this much. Um, I must have seen Kate Winslet films. <laughs> this is. Come on, Colin. <laughs> This is, this, is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> how, how does the uh, countdown team go? The holiday, Jack Black. Kung Fu Panda, Lucy Liu. Um, Charlie's Angels, uh, Cameron Diaz. There's something about Mary, Ben Stiller. Uh, there must be a Tom Hanks film with Ben Stiller. No, I can't think of one. Um, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Sean Penn. Oh, um, Milk, James Franco. James Franco in Milk? Who knew? I think so. Uh, Wasn't he his lover? I've not seen it. Um, 127 Hours, Kate Mara. What else was Kate Mara in? <laughs> this is not going to end up in Tom Hanks, Colin. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to see how we're going to go. Yeah, I know. I'm going to stop there. I can't, I can't think of any Kate Mara films. I don't want. I'm going to claim victory then. Um, well, that didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> we tried something new for you, listeners. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't think of Fantastic. Um, oh, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, well. Uh, let us know if there are any Tom Hanks films we missed along the way. Uh, you can see the set of movies on Twitter. <laughs> see the set of movies at gmail.com. <laughs> tell, us what you, tell us what you think of our stilted game. No, no. Please, please don't tell us what you think. <laughs> no, don't tell us what you think. Please, please Basically, tell me. We're always looking for new segments, and we need to think of one that doesn't involve us Forgetting all the films of Kate Winslet. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's made loads of films. The thing is, I kept thinking Revolutionary Road. And, and Leo, Leo is in it as well. And back to Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. And she was in something with Josh Brolin, but I couldn't think what it was called. So that wasn't going to help me. Anyway, good times. We've had some good times there. Uh, let's move on to our even better segment. <laughs> um, films based on plays. Oh, yes. This will be even better, Colin. Yeah. Um, double points if you can think of a Tom Hanks film based on a play. I was thinking, I was watching quite a lot of films based on plays, and I thought, huh, we, we could, this would be not only um, kind of going through the films we like, the ones we don't like, but we could talk about the the, the ways in which plays are uh, adapted and, and the successful ones and unsuccessful ones and, and what's different between them. And then I burst your bubble by saying that I've not watched any film that's based on a play. Exactly. So, uh, so let's go. I watched <laughs> some films that are based on books that were turned into plays as well <laughs> so that's what i'm going to talk about who oh, writes yeah. plays anyway colin nowadays only shakespeare writes plays no Play one else writes plays. plays no no are you sure yeah well why why would anyone write a play speaking of which have you have you yet paid me for the play tickets i've bought for his play? um <laughs> anyway moving on so for that for that famous and really popular play that was written like two years ago yeah anyway uh, um so i, I my, my my view yeah. I mean, maybe you'll share this from your extensive viewing of such films is that um these things tend not to work if 
they're too obviously adapted from a play. So I've seen quite a few, a few kind of particularly older films where they seem to essentially just put a camera in front of the stage. Mm. So you can kind of tell when it's all set in one room and kind of people making entrance and exits from the sides and lots of kind of dialogue and not a lot of camera movement, that kind of thing. So um, the most obvious one for me is a film called The Shop Around the Corner, which you might know under its uh, other remake, Uh, You've Got Mail. Yeah, yes, I know You've Got Mail. There you go. Um, So they're both based on, on the same play. Um, but The Shop Around the Corner starring Jimmy Stewart and I can't remember the girl's name I'm afraid sorry to to her oh boy that's embarrassing um, it's the same idea but it's, it's all based in a shop as opposed to over AOL Instant that's Messenger setting. yeah um, and yeah it's, almost all the scenes are in that shop or well, there's a few scenes in a restaurant as well but it feels very play-like and isn't very successful you were in a play last year weren't you Colin? I was I'm going to be a play this year as well actually who are you playing? Uh, uh, this year I'm playing Detective Inspector Twig. Are you going to die, Colin? I can't possibly reveal that. You all, um, but you always die in all your, your roles. In all my roles. So last year, uh, for those of you who didn't make it to uh, St. Anne's Player's performance of Beyond a Joke, um, I played the vicar and I died on stage. Very well. Ways he died one. really uh, well, apparently. He got, thanks, he got rave reviews about his death. Suzanne didn't see this play, but he's, word of mouth <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> um, and if they ever make a film of, of that play, yes. I'd like them to explore multiple locations rather than just sticking a camera in front of the house. Um, but yeah, this year I'm I playing a, a detective inspector who may or may not die. If you are in the Bristol area... Uh, no, we're not, last... this is not, we're not getting paid to promote this, Colin. We're not getting hey, paid I, anything. I need to pr- promote this. We need to turn a... Well, break even at least. Well, can, can you promote our podcast doing while you while you in the play? What, in, the, in the middle of the play? Yeah, halfway through and say, please <laughs> listen to C to Z of movies. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Last night, what what else did I do? So you've seen you've, you've seen you've got mail, have you? Uh, I think I have. Isn't success? There I think go. I have. Is it, is, is it Tom Hanks in it? He is. Yes. There you go. Is Mac Ryan in it? She is. Okay, so uh, it may be Sleepless in Seattle, which I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> They've actually made four films together. Which one was um, the one that they meet on the Empire State Building? That sleeps in Seattle. Oh. <laughs> um, the one in which uh, he runs a large... Well, he, uh, he is the son of the owner of a large bookshop corporation and she runs a little bookshop around the corner uh, and he puts her out of business. But at the same time, they're talking over AOL Instant Messenger and uh, falling in love with each other anonymously. AOL Instant Messenger, Colin. Yeah, uh, with it. Speedy, speedy broadband dial-up time. Not broadband, just dial-up. I quite, I like that film. It's, it gets a bad rap, I think. I preferred it to sleep in Seattle myself. But that was more successful in, as an adaptation, I think, because okay. you couldn't, you couldn't necessarily tell it was a play. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, I, I think that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really have nothing else to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> I was, I was supposed to say everything in um, old English as well. Oh, you were, weren't you? Yeah. I see you gave that up. <laughs> that make a sense of. Colin, that make of sense of some um, some scholars are now saying that old English isn't just regular English with f on the end of every word. Is that not right? <laughs> Dal- my my brother my brother who um, has a has a, a D fill in English literature. I, I studied, I believe, a little bit of old English uh, and didn't enjoy it a great deal. But uh, I want to say um, Gawain and the Green Knight, maybe. Um, by, by the Pearl Poet? That could all be wrong. Uh, Ed, <laughs> S- Spencer. Uh, there you go. That's the extent that I listened to him. But he would tell you that um, your old English is not old English. 
Is Tell that not right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that just that just emphasizes your hay fever, I think. Yeah, um, okay, maybe maybe what we should do here is I'll I'll talk about a few um, yes. a few films based on plays, and I'll try and persuade you. Okay. To watch at least one of them. Okay, let's do that. And then maybe by next time we we meet, or maybe not next time, do- at some point in the future, you will have watched this and you can report back. Yes, let's do that. Excellent. I've seen okay. you've got mail. You've got mail. Have, are you sure you see that? Maybe I it's, remember Mag Ryan on the on the computer. Okay, there you go. Half a tick for yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's um let's start with uh, one of my favourites, um, a few good men. So. This uh, stars Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. Uh, and Demi Moore and Jack Nicholson. Um, famously, you can't handle the truth. Yes, I've seen the last scene of A Few Good Men. Okay. Um, so this is interesting because it was written. The screenplay, I think, was written by Aaron Sorkin, who also wrote the original play. So uh, I think it's I think it's interesting when when a playwright adapts their own work, or even when a novelist adapts their own work, because sometimes I imagine they can be too attached to what they'd originally done, and a, a film is different to a play, is different to a book, so they need different things. But I think this is a really... I've not seen the play. In fact, I'm not sure I've seen the play for any of these. But um, I think it's a really successful adaptation. Great acting mm. all, all round. Um, it's a very famous courtroom scene as well. That's right, yeah. Mm, which I've well, seen well, on well, YouTube. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and, and as I said before, it's it's not too play-like. So I'm not, I haven't... I said I've not seen the play, so I don't know how many jumps of scenery they do. But, but you like Tom Cruise. Goes place. I love Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's... The, one one of his finest performances, I would say. He plays uh, a lawyer, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he well, basically an, an army lawyer. Um, so I don't know much about the armed forces, but uh, as we'll discover next time. Um, but yeah, he seems to be some sort of remit. This, or maybe he's he, it's certainly an army case. Like maybe he's a, a civilian lawyer. No, I think about it. Yeah, well, no, I, he, no, he's, he's in the most the navy. I should really watch that film again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize a few good men was based on a play until I saw it on the Wikipedia list. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I, I was quite—I was pleasantly surprised. I, I guess it wasn't very popular when it showed as a play. Um, I think it was pr- probably not in this country. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think it's—it's it's pretty um, well known. I mean, not kind of like Hamlet big, but uh, mm. yeah, it was, it was, I think it was what Aaron Sorkin was best known for at that point in his career. Because when I think of plays that are not Shakespeare, I think yes. like The Glass Menagerie. Okay. Is, um, one of the ones that I think of, uh, even though I've not seen it before, but you know. That's what people talk about uh, when okay. they talk about plays in general. Yeah. So I've not heard of Play, a few good men as... What? Most plays are broken down into either Shakespeare or The Glass Menagerie. That's, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yes, that one as well. Um, okay, um, moving on. There's a film called About Last Night, uh, which also stars Demi Moore, now I think about it. Um, Demi Moore and Rob Lowe as a, as a couple in 80s, I think 80s, late 80s America. I like Rob Lowe. Yeah, I love this film. I think... I would say one thing that detracts from it is how much nudity there is. There's, there's more nudity than is really needed. Sell it to me, might, Colin. Sell it to might, me. Might, might view that as a good thing. Um, so it's based on the David Mamet play Sexual Perversity in Chicago. Yeah. Um, when they made the film, they they wouldn't put the word, the phrase sexual perversity in uh, in the title. So that's why it's called About Last Night. Uh, yeah, Rob Lowe and Demi Moore are, are, are a great, great couple. Work really well together. It kind of goes through the ups and downs of their relationship, the breakups, the whatever the reverse of breakup is, breakdown, I can't be right. Um, supporting work from, uh, I think it's Jim Belushi, but it might be John Belushi. Jim Belushi, is it? It's, well, they're, they're brothers. I can't remember which one oh, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's Jim. 
Um, and an actress whose name escapes me, but she played the mum in Miracle on 34th Street. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very romantic and it's funny. And a lot of nude scenes. And a lot of nude scenes. And Rob Lowe and me more are probably the best looking couple in movie history. Really? I'm saying that. Prove me wrong. Next. Next one, Casablanca. Is that based on a play as well? Apparently. To be honest, I didn't know that. Okay, you see, uh, that's the thing, Colin. Many yes. of the films that are based on plays were yes. screened before I was interested in films. I mean, Casablanca was screened... Way, way before. Many, m- many years before we were yeah, born. Yeah, I know, so. but I, I was going through the list. I was like, they don't make many films based on plays. Now, I know Fences was one, which was very recent. Well, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I, I I noted this as well. Yeah, it seems you get you still get obviously a lot of films based on books. Um, so in fact, increasingly, well, so many films you, I never realized were based on anything. They turn out to be a, even if they're loose adaptations. adaptations yeah. yeah, but you're right. You don't get many films based on play. As Fences being an exception, did, did, you haven't seen Fences. I've not seen Fences. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's there. Are, there are not many recent films that that do that. Why do you think that is? I don't no, know. No one writes plays anymore. <laughs> no one. That's true. <laughs> Apart from J.K. Rowling, because she's the best. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but even F- Fences again, I think was ad- adapted by the playwright, who then, but some time ago, and then they died. Um, so they oh, won, really? Did they, well, they, they, I'm not sure if they won the Oscar, or nominated for the Oscar, um, posthumously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say going through my list, Casablanca is definitely more famous as a film than as a play. Mm. But again, beautifully romantic story. Um, you, you hear a lot about kind of classic films, and you watch them and think, "Well, this is okay," but I don't see what the fuss is about. Casablanca, definitely not. I can see what the fuss is about. How how, how long is that film? Is it like three hours long or something? No, it's not. It's not crazy. I can't remember exactly what it is. But um... see, my I know my dad had Casablanca. You know, the you had the old gigantic CDs. I don't know what they're called. LDs. Oh yeah, yeah. The laser discs, the huge ones. Uh, so okay. uh, back back in those days sure. when we had those, my da- my dad had one of those, and my dad had Lion King and Aladdin as well. And guess what? Which I watched, Colin. I watched the Disney ones. <laughs> I didn't watch Casablanca. Um. Okay. I I'm gonna say Casablanca is better. Uh, <laughs> what? I know. I don't know. Um. Okay. So this next one is definitely better known as a play. Yeah. There was a there was a great film of it, um, starring Reese Witherspoon, Colin Firth, Rupert Everett. Frances McDormand, uh, Judy Dench, I think. Many famous actors. Tom Wilkinson. Um, it's uh, The Importance of Being Earnest. Oh, I've um, seen that play. Have it's you? Oscar Wilde. That's right. Uh, yeah. It stars a lot of people called Ernest. That's why it is. Um, well, it stars potentially one person called Ernest. Yep. Very other people claiming to be called Ernest. Yeah, I, I, I love that play. I think it's hilarious. Um I like the play as well. It's, it's very funny. Yes. Uh, I think this is a great adaptation. They really get Oscar Wilde's uh, humour across. Mm. Great performances all around. This is kind of Colin Firth and his post Pride and Prejudice, but before King's Speech, which is quite a long period, but it's kind of everything he did, he was kind of just always being asked about Mr. Darcy and hadn't really got beyond that. But he was very good in that. Reese Witherspoon, quite a young uh, actress at the time. So she, I think she must have done Legally Blonde by that stage, but she hadn't done a lot else, I don't think. Well, she done election stuff when she was younger. Why? Why wasn't the film so popular? Um, I think it did okay over here. It's a, it was a very British it kind is. of film. Um, but yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, but she wasn't that, that well known at that point. I think it may even. I think it must have been after Legally Blonde, but I'm not entirely sure. It might have, might have been before. There's oh. no way of finding out unless I look it up on my phone. 
whilst I speak. The only bit that annoyed me was one a kind of a twist thing at the end, which I won't spoil for you. But they they changed the uh, they changed the end of the play slightly. Oh, so it's a loose adaptation then. No, no, it's it's um, in fact it came out the year after Legally Blonde. Um, it's it's pretty accurate to the to the play, which I, I've read but I've never seen. Um, apart from this one little bit at the end, which is weird. Then why would they change just the end? Then um, I think they were trying to uh, they're trying to make a funny point. I think it kind of missed the point a little bit. Flowing, yeah. But yeah, I say I I enjoy that one. Apparently, Colin Firth and Rupert Everett really didn't like each other. Oh, uh, uh, well, well, Colin Firth's career is going well. Rupert Everett's one, not not so much. No, no. Yeah, well, speaking of which, last time out, this is changing topic a bit. I, I I had a bit of a go at Abigail Breslin's career not going anywhere. Yeah, you did. You, you might remember. Apparently, she's in the going to be in the TV movie of Dirty Dancing as as the lead. So uh, make oh. of that what you will. I, I don't know if that's based on a play. Probably not. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's go a bit older. Uh, Streetcar Named Desire, classic, okay. classic film. I've heard of it, so yes. Marlon Brando shouting Stella outside a window. Um, to be honest, it's one of these kind of great classic American plays slash films, but um, it's often a bit odd to me. They kind of there's two of them. Spoilers for Streetcar Named Desire. But he, but he seems like a reasonably decent bloke, and then suddenly out of nowhere he rapes her. What? It just seems, it just seems very odd. Um, and I'm, hey, what? I don't want to bring the. So it just it just seemed. I mean, fair enough. You, I'm not saying that uh, that it was a romantic comedy or anything, but um, it just seems very odd and out of character for the for the character they draw in that point in the film. So out of anyway. fil- five films so far, you told me, yeah, one had nude scenes, one had a rape yes. scene, yes, one had AOL broadband, one had Reese yes. Witherspoon, and one was Casablanca. And one, yeah, so of the list so far, which one, you, which one are you thinking is, is likely to be the winner? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a Feel Good Man. I will definitely okay. want to watch a Feel Good Man. So. Uh, how about one that's got loads of swearing in it? Uh, oh. Glenn, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which I think is a, is a great... I've only seen it once, but um, really fun. How, how, are those film. names of people going... Well, this is the thing. That absolutely the worst thing about this film is the title. <laughs> it makes very little sense. <laughs> is the title of the play the same? Uh, I think so. This is another thing. I think you can get away with weird titles for plays that you wouldn't be able to get away with if you were... This is, I, I've noticed this with book adaptations as well. I saw um, a film of, I think, of Whistle Down the Wind, which I think was a book rather than a play. But Whistle Down the Wind doesn't really mean anything. It's the kind of title you can get away with giving to a book. But if that was launching as a film for the first time, they'd be like, what are you talking about? So this, <laughs> I think if, if this were a film before it was a play... It would not be called Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, anyway, it's about people who are trying to sell, I think, trying to sell property, and these are two kind of portfolios. But it's all about the kind of the cut and thrust of of making pictures, making sales. Uh, Alec Baldwin had a very memorable turn in it, which apparently was a character created for the film. He wasn't in the play, which I find interesting. But he basically comes in and tells them that they're all garbage, but swears a lot more than that. Uh-huh. Um, do you know the Simpsons character? Um, oh God, what's his name? The one who's always trying to sell things, but. Um, but fails at the end. Gil, old Gil. Mm, he doesn't. Does he come out in all the Simpsons, Simpsons episodes? No, he's, no, no, no. He's, he's only kind of occasionally. But he's like he's like he tries to sell Homer a car, and then in the end, Homer buys it from someone else. And he's no, he's kind of comic. I didn't say I can recall him right now. No, fair enough. Anyway, but he, he's based on a character um, I think played by Jack Lemmon, if I got that right, um, in Glengarry Glen Ross, which I only realised when I saw the film. I thought I recognise that voice. Um, anyway, um, I, I enjoyed that one. Uh, what else we got here? You're going very well, Colin. I didn't know there's so many films based on plays. Yeah, this is what I'm telling you. I've I've got loads more to go, and so um, many I've not seen. The Philadelphia Story. That's a that's a good one. Um, for is that while, the one with Tom Hanks? 
no, that's the film Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> subtly different. Um, you will, I'm sure, have seen a clip from the Philadelphia story because you, like me, are a fan of the Gilmore Girls. Yes. Or Gilmore Girls. Do you recall the scene when Luke is in the hospital uh, with April and sees uh, an old film on the TV? I, I try to block out any scenes with April in it, Colin. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, he's watching the Philadelphia story okay. uh, in, in that clip. Uh, it's an incredible cast. So it's um, uh, Jimmy Stewart again, Cary Grant, uh, Catherine Hepburn, and oh is it Grace Kelly no she was in the that's not Grace Kelly I can't remember who the other girl is sorry to her no I can't remember but uh, it was also adapted as a a musical called High Society which had Grace Kelly Frank Sinatra Bing Crosby and again I can't remember who the other girl is but it's it's a story of uh, Carrie Grant and Catherine Hepburn who, who used to be engaged at one point or almost got married okay. um, she, she's getting married to somebody else Jimmy Stewart is a reporter who comes to cover the wedding and it's kind of a mismatch of love trial and stuff but it was Jimmy Stewart's only Oscar win I don't know how you feel about Jimmy Stewart. I think I like him more than most. So maybe I'm wasting my time with the Jimmy Stewart films. Um, no, no, no. Keep, keep going. Um, I don't think I've seen any Jimmy Stewart films myself. I thought you'd seen um, It's a Wonderful Life. No? No, no. Well, well, scrap all this nonsense and watch It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, um, fine. I, I, I have a DVD <laughs> list that I want to borrow from you now, Colin. The next time okay. I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Harvey is one of my favourite Jimmy Stewart films. Um, it's also based on a play which starred Jimmy Stewart. Uh he plays a guy who is good friends with an invisible rabbit. Right. It's who's called Harvey. Called, he's called Harvey. He's not fighting a rabbit, he's a puka, I believe. But um it's much better than it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's heartwarming, it is. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. If you like the kind of thing. And it brings up an interesting kind of um when the people in the in the film are the same as the people in the play. So you get that with fences as well. Uh-huh. Which, I, which I think is is Interesting, because you've, yeah, you've played that on stage a thousand times or whatever, and then suddenly you're doing it on film, and that's kind of captured once forever. It must be a bit weird. I know they did it for uh, My Fair Lady. Oh, yeah. Because Rex Harrison was uh, performing in a musical on the West End before he was asked to do the film. Oh, was he? I assume Audrey Hepburn wasn't. No, it was Julie Andrews, who was oh, playing yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, um, with Rex Harrison, but because she wasn't as popular... Or famous as uh, Audrey yeah. Hepburn, even though she was a better singer, Audrey Hepburn can't yeah. sing. They had yeah. to dub her. Um, they 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 snubbed Julie Andrews, which was a shame though, because it would be nice to see Julie Andrews in that role. Yeah, although I, mean, I like Audrey Hepburn, but yeah, um, yeah, I think that cause I think uh, Frost Nixon as well, which is a um, uh, story of David Frost interviewing uh, Richard Nixon. That was a play for a long time, and I think I've got this right that um, Michael Sheen who played uh, Frost, played it on stage, but they got a new Nixon for the film. Um, it was played by Frank Langella in the film. I, I think it was someone else on stage, which must be a bit of a kick in the teeth. And sometimes they offer them, it's like, well, we're not going to give you the main role, but hey, do you want to play this minor character just to, to say you're there? Mm. Uh, what else we got? The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple. Currently uh, adapted as a US sitcom starring Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon. You, but, you like your Matthew Perry? I do. The sitcom is achingly average um, it, <laughs> even though you like Matthew Perry even though I like Matthew Perry it's, I think if it had come out in maybe 1998 it would have been one of the one of the better sitcoms around but uh-huh. the comedy has moved on a bit um, but the original play and, and film or well, the film starring uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon is, is an absolute classic of the genre I'm rattling through these a bit now because we're running out of time Gaslight's good fun uh, I say good fun it's, it's harrowing um, <laughs> Alfie is very strange 
You've seen so many, Colin. (laughs) What can I say? uh, Wow. I clearly like films based on plays. Yeah. Um, Alfie, uh, one of Michael Caine, in fact, the the film that made Michael Caine a star, really. He was on uh, the Graham Norton show last night. Oh, I need to watch that. I love Graham Norton. It's also got Morgan Freeman, who we'll come on to in a moment. Again, that's that's a much darker film than you think. It's because famous Alfie is all about kind of a playboy who's sleeping around with lots of married women and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but it gets pretty pretty dark and kind of marriages falling apart and abortions and uh, kind of existential crises and stuff. So, uh, existential crises and stuff is the name of my new podcast. Um, right, that's that'll do. That's enough. Jeez, um, wow. Well so done. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly list all the plays that I've mentioned, and you tell me the the one if it's well, that you're gonna watch. Well, so, I know I'm gonna watch a few good men. It's gonna be a few good men, okay? And I'm gonna watch. I want to borrow the importance of being earnest as well, because I love the play, so I want to watch that again. Excellent. Uh and so I've also gone through about last night: uh, Casablanca, Streetcar Named Desire, Glengarry Glen Ross, Frost Nixon, Gaslight, Philadelphia Story, The Odd Couple, Alfie, uh, oh, Harvey, The Bunny. I don't. I'm not watch the Bunny. <laughs> he's invisible you can't see him you don't have to watch him yeah let's let's stick with the first two of us okay okay you have those you report back um hey we, we could do a second episode yes we could when when i actually can speak yeah um hey general listeners if you have any film based on plays you want to tell us about uh you know where to reach us do you if it's your first time listening to us at cdz of movies on uh, on twitter cdzmovies at gmail.com Hey, I live at number 23 as has been well documented uh, Zijan is the guy who is sneezing near corn or something um, am I sneezing? Do I, do I sound weird by the way Colin? I, I can't tell I feel like I'm speaking with a block nose uh, sounds fine to me okay good right so let's move on to uh, Actor Factor who we've got for Actor Factor this week Zijan? Morgan Freeman or as Shakespeare Morgan. says Morgan F. Freeman F. <laughs> that's right that's, uh, that's very good uh, do you do you think Shakespeare wrote in Old English? Doesn't he? No. No? No. Old, old English, and this is again where I've been half listening to Simon, my brother. Uh, old English is, is, a, is a specific time period and Shakespeare's writing some considerable time after that. What? I think he was even, he was even later than Middle English. He's, what? He's practically New English, that guy. No! no Simon, it- Simon's occasionally read to me Old English and it doesn't make any sense at all. That kind of thing. That's old English. This nonsense then. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, he was on uh, Grey Norton SA last night because he's doing a film with uh, Michael Caine and Alan Alder called... Um, I can't remember what it's called. It <laughs> <laughs> really made an impression on me. It star- it's directed by Zach Braff, whose, whose career is not taken off in the way that I hoped after Garden State. Uh, they play some bank robbers, basically. It's probably called Get Away With It or Never Too Old or something like that. Mm. Anyway, let's talk Morgan Freeman. I've seen Hit me. Uh, 11 films, I think. Nice. Of Morgan Freeman. I have seen 20. 20, geez, that's good. Um, I think my favourite is probably going to be your favourite anyway. It's going to be The Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Yep. Tell me about The Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption stars Tim Robbins. Yes. And Morgan Freeman. Well, Tim Robbins was wrongly accused of, uh, was it killing his wife? That's right. Yeah. And so- uh, And her lover. Yeah. And her lover, and then um, he was sent to prison where he met uh, Morgan Freeman, who is playing Red. Mm. And this was based on the Stephen King novel, and Morgan Freeman's character was supposed to be white, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so so um, Stephen King, something called Different Seasons was four novellas effectively together. 
and this is one of them. And uh, yeah, he's played by an Irish. Well, it's not played by he, the character is Irish in that mm. white white Irishman. Yeah, yeah. So you get a bit in the film where he's asked why do you, why are you called red, and he says maybe it's because I'm Irish, which is a <laughs> subtle reference to that. Yeah, yeah and it's a uh, it's a very good film. I mean, it it was very well acted. I think Morgan Freeman was really good in it. Yeah, it's outstanding, isn't it? It's yeah. um. We did a Shawshank Redemption quiz back in one of our earlier episodes, if I remember rightly. Yes, we did. Do you remember who directed it now? Oh, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, Colin, go on. Uh, I think it's Frank Darabont. Something like that. Oh, I can't remember that. Anyway, yes. No, that's, that's also my favourite. Uh, what else have you got on your list? Uh, well, I, I, feel like, I feel I should step back a bit from the talking, having done this. <laughs> um, I've got a film that I don't know where you've seen. Have you seen Wanted? Uh, no, I haven't. So it stars James McAvoy, Angelina Jolie, um, mm. Morgan Freeman, and a pre-famous Chris Pratt, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't know Chris Pratt was in it until I um, found out about it uh, when I was um, researching about Morgan Freeman. And, and about you love this Chris film. Pratt. Yeah, I love Chris Pratt. But uh, Chris Pratt was a proper douche in this, <laughs> in this film. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this film stars James McAvoy, who is... The son who discovers that he's the son of a professional assassin. Yes. Of course. We've all, we've all been there. Yes. Uh, he is an account manager who has a live-in girlfriend who cheats on him with Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris. I know. That's the thing. So there, there was a scene where um, James McAvoy just lost it, uh, lost his temper at work because, you know, who wants to be an accounts manager? And, well, quite, yeah. <laughs> and then he, of course, he discovered the, the affair that his girlfriend was having and he took a keyboard and bash Chris's face with it. Alright. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not a particularly violent film. I think the violence is more like cartoonish violence rather than right. actual violence. Um the, the only bit I know about that from the trailers is it's all about curving the bullets. Yes, isn't it? that's the thing. You can curve the bullets in it. No, I'm not a physicist. With your powers, Colin. I thought they did it by just swinging the gun. Is that not Oh yeah, with your swing yeah, that's true. The, the swing the gun you can curve the bullet ridiculous uh, what have you tried that before yes yes really I killed six of my neighbours <laughs> I just said, stand there I'll curve this bullet around you oh it's, it's come wrong again <laughs> but uh, yes no, it's ne- known for that I've never tried to curve so Morgan, Morgan Freeman um, stars as um, what's his name I'm looking through this now well he stars as the head of the fraternity which is the secret society of the assassins really okay mm. um Speaking of uh, his character Red in Short Redemption, he was also in the film Red. He was in the film Red. Yeah. This was also about too. all the old actors who wants to do a film again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they're not quite as old, I suppose, because it was a few years ago. But yeah, that was, again, and another comic book adaptation, because Wanted is an adaptation of a comic book, isn't it? Yes, it was. But yeah, we should do a comic book way. adaptation, which are non-Marvel, sh- non-DC. Let's do it. Let's do it. In which case, I'll stop talking about Red, but I thought it was good fun. Um, <laughs> He also did the, the Dark Knight trilogy, but we've probably talked that one to death already. Yes, he did Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yes, playing God. That's not a bad role to have. No, it? the thing yeah. about Morgan Freeman is that he has a very good voice. Yes. He does. Like, everyone knows Morgan Freeman by his voice. You, very sonorous, yes. Very sonorous, very distinct as well. You can pick him out from a crowd very easily. And I think that probably comes from Shawshank, where he started doing his narration, and then suddenly he was narrating all his films after that. Um, I've got Driving Miss Daisy on DVD, but I've not seen it yet. That was his kind of breakout, I think. He um, basically plays a, a chauffeur for this white woman, uh, and I can't remember who plays her, which is embarrassing, because I think she won an Oscar for it. But uh, he was already in his 40s at that point, but that was kind of the first time he made it big. Did you see the one that he won an Oscar in? 
Jessica Tandy uh, played Driving Miss played, played Miss Daisy. Uh, what did he win an Oscar for? Million Dollar Baby. Oh, yes. For some reason, I've missed it off my list, but I have seen that. Mm. Yes. Um, Clint Eastwood. I, I, I enjoyed it. Dave Froud, my, my friend, your friend, uh, absolutely hates that film. <laughs> Interesting. He's always kind of got this presence, as you say, not yeah, mainly his voice, I guess, but also, yeah, he feels very wise as a, as a presence. But I, he does. Sometimes I keep, I feel that he really phones in a lot of his performances, to be honest. So, um, things like, uh, I got Oblivion here, which I quite enjoyed as a film. It stars oh. Tom Cruise. Quite fun. It looked beautiful. One of the most beautiful films I've, I've ever seen. But, um, but Morgan Freeman in that, he was not trying at all. <laughs> you can tell, can paycheck. you? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel that he, he's kind of hired for that gravitas, but then doesn't always deliver. Same mm. with um, Lucy, which is a weird film. Oh, I've not seen Lucy. Um, Scarlett Johansson, the, the, the idea is that uh, she... Can use 100% of her brain? Exactly. This, this, uh, so she has some drugs ingested into her stomach, so she can use 100% of her brain, which basically means she can read minds and climb on ceilings and uh, eventually turn into black goo and time travel. Right. Um, I think it was marketed... I don't think I want to use mar- 100% of my mind now. No. <laughs> It was marketed as a kind of action thriller, which is really where Scarlett Johansson's career is going these days. Um, so I find it a bit odd. Anyway, but um, it was really more kind of a deep thinking, philosophical muse and didn't really work on either level oh. to me. Why does Scarlett Johansson do so much action stuff these days? No idea. She has a, also She also is one person who has a very distinct voice. She does, as we saw in, or heard in her. Yeah. So what else do I have on my list? Uh, Seven, which is a very good film, which oh, I yeah. know you haven't watched. No. Uh, the Lego movie, which he plays God again. Classic. Yeah, classic yes. God. But um, my, the film that I do not like the most with him in it is a, yep. a film I know you didn't mind. Is Now You See Me. Yeah. So we saw this together. Yes. And, and again, Froudy hated it. Um, I, I didn't love it. I thought the twist was terrible. The twist but was awful. Uh, yeah, that, that was the big problem. awful me, twist but... because we're going to M.A. Shyamalan soon as well. Yes. But I didn't hate it anywhere near as much as uh, everyone else I saw it would oh, seem to hate it. It's just rubbish. It's so rubbish. <laughs> it's, you can't do a magic show and use camera editing. Yeah. It just doesn't work. I think, I, I think you've done this front before, but uh, I, I still still agree. Um, <laughs> sort of. So I think we've agreed Shawshank Redemption is his best. Yep. What's your worst, What's the worst film that you've seen him in? Uh, I'm looking at this list. And to be honest, there are some that are fairly weak, but none that I hated. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go no, with Lucy. I'm going to go with Lucy. It's been worse. Uh. <laughs> okay, that's it. So what's for the next time? Um, I have gone for Mel Gibson. Yeah. Wow, okay. It's been a while. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, without us making yep, any yep. jokes about his anti-Semitic rants. Yes. Well well done for sidestepping that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it came to me as I was watching Signs uh, yesterday in preparation for, for our M. Night, Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan quiz. Yeah. Awesome. And speaking of M. Night Shyamalan quiz, yes. let's do it. Go for it. Question one. What was the name of M. Night Shyamalan's directing debut? Ooh, that's the kind of thing that I would have uh, noticed if I'd paid more attention when I was doing some cursory research literally in bed this morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kids, don't do this for exams, yeah? Yeah. Last minute studying doesn't work. Well, I'm going to say six cents. I'm sure it isn't. But that's going to... No, it's called praying with anger. Fine. Um, your question one. In which of his films does M. Night Shyamalan play a character called Ray Reddy? <sighs> he stars in so many of his films, though. He, he stars... does have cameos in a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. So, 
I know he was in the sixth sense. I know he was. I don't know whether it was in Unbreakable. I'm going to go with Unbreakable because it sounds like it would be that. Uh, no, it's Signs. Oh, it's um, Signs. Oh, okay. He 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 was in Unbreakable as uh, I think he was called Stadium Drug Dealer in that film. <laughs> but yeah, he he played Ray Ray. He was the guy who who killed or hit and killed uh, Mel Gibson's wife in Signs. Hmm. Okay. Question two. In the sixth sense, um, what was the name of Haley Joel Osment's character? Now I I actually looked this up with with the intention of memorizing it. Yes. <laughs> And it seems I have failed to do that over the last couple of hours because I, I memorized um, Bruce Willis's character's name. Yes, Doctor Ma- Doctor Malcolm Crow. Yes, uh, and I also saw as I thought he's going to ask me what Haley Joel Olsen's character's name was. Better remember that one. Yes, um, I'm going to say it's Morgan. Okay. Do you want a surname? Uh, no, I don't need a surname. His name is Cole Sear. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably why you didn't need a surname. Oh, well. Uh, question two for you. Um, which of M. Night Shyamalan's films has received the most Razzie nominations and awards? Oh, okay. It has to be between The Last Airbender and After Earth. Right. Um, I'm going to go with The Last Airbender because he ruined that for me. Correct. He did. Uh, f- I think uh, five awards, if you count the fact that one of the one of the actors was being awarded for multiple films. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. I I love that show, the the original cartoon. Okay. I will tell last time and he ruined it. Question three: What was the villainous nickname that Samuel L. Jackson's character took for himself um, in Unbreakable? Uh, that was Mister Glass. That's correct. Oh. Although I I question whether he took it for himself. The, the kids called him Mister Glass, didn't they? Anyway. Yeah, the kids did too. Yeah. Uh, one all, and here's your question three: uh, Who was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for The Sixth Sense? Uh, that was Tony Collette, wasn't it? Correct, T mm. one. Question four. Um, and we know Emmett Shaman likes playing um characters in his films. So, yes. in which film did he play an author whose writing is so significant that it will inspire a future president to change <laughs> the world for the better? Uh, that was Lady in the Water. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good casting. Ah. <sighs> uh, to all. Um, in which American city is Unbreakable set? Oh. Uh, I don't know this. I'm going to guess. Is it Boston? Uh, Philadelphia, I'm afraid. Oh, dang it. And my last question for you. We know like M. Night Shyamalan likes twists, especially bad twists right now. Yes. According to a twist in the film The Happening, what caused the mass suicides happening? Ooh. Ooh, I've I've got a thing. I I, I have not read that this morning, but I've got a thing. I have read it before. Yeah, it's known for a very bad to be a very bad twist. <laughs> that's yeah, why. Yeah, that's probably why I've come across it. Um, the mass suicides are happening because of uh, aliens. No, <laughs> it's plants. Plants, that's it. The yes. same thing is causing my bloody hay fever right now. I'm going yeah. to die from hay fever. <laughs> plants are evil, the, guys. The, they're back. <laughs> they're happening too. Um, yes, because humans are destroying the earth. Yes. So yeah, I remember. Okay, um, that makes it to all. We could be on for our Next draw. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But here you go. You That's can an easy question, job. Colin. You can win this. In which of uh, his films was famously criticised by astronaut Buzz Aldrin because, and I quote, there was a lot of noise. In space, you don't get that much noise. Uh, it has to be After Earth. It is After Earth. Yes! Congratulations. I'm, a, yes. a glorious victory for you. Yay! Finally, we break the draw streak. We do. Um... I've gone for the Rocky films for next time. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Rocky films. Mm, yeah. I've seen Creed. Does that count? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, what else are we talk about next time? We are going to well next uh, next time round will be our last podcast for the year. We've come full circle. Yes. Um. J- just to be clear, that doesn't mean we're packing up shop till twenty eighteen. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. But we we are considering um doing a, a quick wrap up of our podcast so far. Mm. Um, and also if we have time we may be talking about war films as well yeah so yes um, it's been a, been a pleasure doing 25 podcasts with these years and I yeah, look forward to our anniversary really fun. and uh, hey if you have a favourite memory of our <laughs> podcast <laughs> let, it, let us know let us know and do our work for us if you want to complain about the Tom Hanks game let us know <laughs> um, and we will we will see you next time bye <laughs>